0: So, first of all, I have to tell you, I am incredibly excited and happy to get to introduce you to my new friend and probably one of your new friends here soon too, Father Tyson Wood. Father Wood is the new chief of chaplains at the VA hospital here in Salisbury. So, this is really exciting because, you know, sometimes I get to introduce priests, brothers, and friends, and they're here for the weekend and they're moving on, and it's nice. Father Wood is here in Salisbury now. So, I mean, to get another priest in our town is just fantastic news. Father was ordained a priest in 2005, if yeah, you please call it. Right. I'm excited. He's going to get to introduce himself more and more as time goes by. This is the first time of many that he's going to be here for masses and be around, and I'm just so excited to get to welcome a brother priest to the area. So, Father, welcome, and so good to have you here. So, I got to tell you, another time I was excited. Here's the segue for you to begin the actual homily. Um, in that week in between Christmas and New Year's, you know, those, those masses are lovely, those daily masses, because, you know, it's a time that everybody's kind of on vacation. It's a little bit slower paced. It's not like we need to kind of move through daily mass efficiently so everybody can get to work. And one of those mornings, I don't remember which one it was, but I was just reflecting with the daily mass crowd about how much happier I am now than I was when I was in high school. And I said, I think this is it. That this morning, as I was getting ready, and this morning was actually pretty similar on this actual day, what, January 23rd, I was listening as I was getting ready to a podcast discussing the upcoming Sunday readings. And then, as I typically do, I listen to podcasts and I'm doing this stuff at the sink. Then when I get in the shower, I usually listen to music. And I was listening to some of the songs from Handel's Messiah, which is basically, it's like salvation scripture history set to music. You may remember a while back, uh, I had that, you know, the story about my alarm clock was the glory to God from the Handel's Messiah that went off in the sister's chapel. That Handel's Messiah is incredible. I highly recommend it. But it's like, I'm listening to all these things, and I'm just so much happier than I used to be. And I think this is part of it. When I was in high school, when I would get ready, I would listen to that wonderful genre of music affectionately referred to as grunge music, right? And I remember when I got into college, my friends and I said, like, the better name for that would be, I hate my parents' music, right? I mean, because basically... It was just, you know, like really harsh sounds and quite frankly, even worse messaging. I mean, when I was growing up, high school, college, I think I went to seven or eight Pearl Jam concerts. They were like my favorite band. You know, I was listening to that all the time. And not wrong, you know, whatever. But it's just like, it wasn't exactly happy, hey, let's, let's have hope about things type way of life. And all of a sudden, you know, as I've grown up and as I love the scriptures more and more and they take up, that place in between things, quite frankly, I'm a lot happier. And you can see it in the readings. I mean, it's not something new. It's not like, oh, this is some revelation for me personally. You look at the first reading today, the book of Nehemiah. And here's the thing. We get the book of Nehemiah in the liturgical cycle precisely once. So today, so if you're thinking, wow, I don't know a lot about that book, there's a reason. If you're only listening to sacred scripture at mass, here's the day, and Mark did a great job reading it. But if you look at the context of this book, this is after the Babylonian exile, okay? So we've gone through the period david is king you've got his different successors that we hear about in the genealogy as we heard back on christmas eve you know some of those wonderful kings like david and solomon and hezekiah some of the scoundrels like ahaz there's good and there's bad and then as the people continue to turn around, turn away from god continue to violate the covenants they get sent into exile they go into the babylonian exile well it doesn't last forever This is about the 440s BC and they're getting to come home and they're rebuilding the temple and the walls of the city have just been rebuilt in Jerusalem and now they're starting to spend time again reflecting on the word of God. Ezra the priest scribe is reading to them likely from Leviticus and Deuteronomy you know for hours in a row and what do the people do? They weep. Why are they weeping? Well if you think about it it's like so often We don't always recognize the treasures we have right in front of us. It's like they're recognizing the fact that they turn their back on God. They've been away from him. They've been in this exile, and now they're getting it back. But Ezra and the the scribes and Nehemiah, they're telling the people, no, 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 don't weep. We've still got this chance to embrace the gift we've been given, to see this covenant with our Lord that we can really live this out. It's not a day of weeping. It's a day of rejoicing because once again, we can embrace the word of God. Unfortunately, 440 BC, they're going to fall away again. It's what we keep doing. And unfortunately, it's kind of a a similar pattern throughout all of human history. But we've got it better than they did in Jerusalem with Nehemiah. We have Jesus Christ. And today in the gospel of Luke, we get this interesting way of it being edited together. Because now, we're really moving into ordinary time, right? We had the first Sunday of ordinary time was the baptism of the Lord. Last week we had the wedding feast at Cana, and now we're getting into the public ministry. And so, what the lectionary, what our church gives us, is the introduction to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. And it's interesting, you know, like Matthew starts with the genealogy, and Mark says, you know, the Gospel of Jesus Christ the Lord. Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, he says what he's doing here. He wasn't one of the one of the apostles like John was, like Matthew was. He is going out there. He's studying the history. He's confirming everything. Why? Listen to this kind of like concluding verse of the introduction. So that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. And that phrase, certainty of the teachings in the Greek, I'm not going to pronounce this right, but it's like asphleia katakeze. The word that we get asphalt from is the same word he uses for certainty. They are solid truths. Basically, he's saying, folks, what I'm giving you here is true. What we have in the gospel is the fact that God has become man, that he has risen from the dead, that he's doing all of these things. And we skip a little bit here today because it's the infancy narratives, the baptism, the temptation in the desert, and then he starts today. And what does he proclaim? He's come to bring liberty to captives liberty for us who are so often trapped in sin just like the people in nehemiah so often we turn our back right instead of spending time with him we spend it on grudge music and quentin tarantino movies and that's not going to make it happy right instead what we should be doing is spending time with god's love letters to humanity and remember spending time with scripture is not like hey everybody." get out there and be happy because everything's sunshine and lollipops. It's not, right? I mean, Nehemiah itself, it's like, look, the Babylonian exile's happened. The whole world is falling apart. But guess what? God doesn't abandon his people. Even if you turn your back on him in the past, guess what? It's still a day of rejoicing now. Why? Because he's faithful and he's here. And so what do we have to do is to spend time with him. And unlike the people in the first reading, we have more access to sacred scripture really than like any time in human history in so many different ways we can all like be carrying a bible with us all the time there are so many different podcasts and Audio books and all these different things to dive deeper into scripture. I don't know if it still is, but I know at the beginning of the year the Bible in the year in a year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz was the number one podcast on Apple podcasting. I don't know what the appropriate terms are. I apologize. But like he's going through Scripture day by day. You get the entire Bible in a year with Father Mike Schmitz, who's a wonderful presenter, and Jeff Cavins, an awesome Scripture scholar. You can do that 25 minutes a day. You're going to go through the entire, entirety of salvation history. And here's the beauty with that we're still a part of salvation history. It's not like something that happened a long time ago in a place far, far away. Star Wars, yeah, fine, watch the movies, but they're going to let you down, especially the newer ones. But you know, like if you go to the scripture, this still has an effect. This affects us right here and now. And as St. Paul is pointing out in that beautiful second reading about the body, folks, this isn't just for those of us who have degrees in sacred scripture. It's just like the eye, the ear, the foot They all need blood and oxygen, right, to keep going. We all need this. We all need the word of God. We all need that hope of knowing the fact that he has come to us. That even when we've turned our back on him, even when we've gone for other things, he keeps coming. He's still here. He's come to bring us liberty from our sins. And the great news for us is if we take the time And especially, like I said, in that in-between time, right? When you're in the car, pray the rosary. Reflect on the mysteries of Christ's life, all rooted in sacred scripture with the help of the one who knows him better than anybody, his blessed mother, to know him more and more. To spend time with those podcasts, to read a little bit of the gospel every day. Get yourself a subscription to Magnificat. It is fantastic. It's the daily readings with some meditations. So many different things that are available to us. And I got to tell you, If you take the time to make that your diet rather than angry music and crazy movies and TV, I promise you that just like me, you're going to be a lot happier. Praise be Jesus Christ.